0: Hello and welcome back to the Villa View for another match preview. This time we've got Blackburn at home, Villa Park seconds it's been the international break and quite frankly i'm looking forward to getting back to philip park it makes a change yeah.
1: yeah it's been a good international break though they're usually boring but i think england have been pretty good and some villa players have done some special stuff namely conor hurrahan yeah uh, that free kick was it yesterday last That's night pretty cool. special but yeah looking forward to getting the league back on show because we've got something to play for
0: yeah yeah which well, is big. we were talking a few weeks ago and we've mentioned it a few times that these previews were pretty much almost feeling like dead and buried that oh well yeah. Yeah. nothing and, really to play for we'll just see what happens but you now come back to it and Villa sitting sixth. We've been there for a couple of weeks just because I haven't played, but
1: things are looking on the up for Villa at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy with how things have turned around. I think the only Villa stat that we kind of got is how bad it was a month ago. Why? Um, Experiment of 361 have this kind of predictor. Yeah. Thinking how much percent chance you got where where finish where you finish. So Leeds and nights have always been you got a high percent chance of finishing top two. Yeah. Villa 17th of February. Two um, percent chance of making finishing in a playoff position. And now that's a 42% chance, so we've really kicked that's on. Like in the space of six weeks. That's mad. That's crazy. So that just shows you how much this team have improved. And a lot of it, yeah, is down to Jack Grealish, but also you've got players like John McGinn and Tyrone Mings really stepping up and carrying this yeah. team when they need. So, yeah, really positive about Villa, and I can't actually cannot wait for this match.
0: They're recording this on Wednesday, so obviously by the time this video comes out, things might have changed. That mm. you know, Injuries and stuff, players probably haven't even reported back from international duty yet. Obviously, Conor Horan and Glenn Whelan played for Ireland last yeah. night. So some of the info might change, but how are you feeling about this game generally? Obviously, you know, optimistic to get back to Villa Park, but the actual game itself—what
1: what are you expecting out of this one? Um, to be honest, I'm expecting a win, and that's not because Blackburn are poor. They are, they are poor. Oh, yeah. It's not like <laughs> I think we should run them, run them over. But there's always the potential for a slip-up. But I think, yeah. I really think, if this Villa team want to get promoted, they're going to win this game. It'll be a perfect test of them. Come back from the international break. You, you, you know, you left on a high against Middlesbrough. Yeah, was that our last game, Middlesbrough? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we won that one in, in some, you know really easily it was it was a walk in the park amongst I'm, I'm expecting a bit of a test against blackburn but i still think we've just got so much quality and the players who turn up they want this promotion yeah. so it, it, you can see it. they want this promotion they want it bad do you think there's any possibility that the international break has potentially stalled any momentum that we that we'd picked up there's always that argument but i think it has been a good rest i'm more concerned for players like john mcginn though because yeah. he had a bad international break you know by all accounts he doesn't perform at the same level that's for Scotland as he does for Villa, but that applies to so many of their players. Like yeah. you know, Villa targets Scott McKenna is always getting in and getting a bit of stick. Um, so yes, yeah, some players aren't performing as well as they do for Villa out there in their international teams. But then you get players that kind of hurry and you come off what a high he's going to yeah, come off now true. back to that. And then players getting rest and haven't spent some time at Villa, spent some time with their family, having fun, and just knuckling down for what's ahead. Jack Riewoldt, Mings, Courtney House, they've all had that to look forward to. Yeah. So a good you know it's a good time to like gather and reflect and have a rest. I don't think it stops our momentum because it's not like a month off, it's like two weeks yeah. at max. So I think we've got a lot to take forward, a lot of positives, and I think it's a well on wet rest for some of our players. We'll come on to some questions later in the programme. Program, program. <laughs> what is this like?
0: Match, <laughs> of the, not match of the day, I know, yeah so we'll come on to some questions later in the video that I'm going to use to sort of structure the rest of the conversation yeah. but before we get on that I've seen your notes we're looking at them right now you've done some research talk
1: to yeah. me a little bit about Blackburn and, and give me some stats the one thing that really stood out for me with Blackburn and it's a mad one is that Charlie Mulgrew who I think is a centre back is one of their top scorers so that strikes to me as pure Martin Larson that does <laughs> you know um, always on the end of the set piece and I think that is direct free kicks looking to swing one in and Bradley Dack stands out to me as not just a really good player but if Villa are to lose Jack Grealish, one of many potential replacements because you look Callum O'Hare, Nick Powell, you also want Bradley Dack in that conversation. A massive, <laughs> massive line of people. Just doing this in front of a live audience. A massive, massive queue of people. Um, but yeah, Bradley Duck stands out for me as someone who's pretty, pretty damn talented. Um, Danny Graham, big man up front holding up. But apart from that, there's not a lot going on there. It's almost like the lights are out at the end of the season it's been it's it's a bit hectic at the bottom of the table where blackburn are heading now um birmingham of course dropping a few points what flies <laughs> birmingham dropping a few points so it's getting a bit you I know really? nine yeah. nine points they've dropped um so it's getting a bit hectic down there you've got rotherham kicking on ipswich are somehow not losing many games they're, they're done they're done but it's still they're going to play teams that might affect yeah, other exactly positions the, no team has given up bolton look pretty dead but that's off the pitch stuff so they're still one relegation spot up for grabs and there's a lot of teams heading downwards i think blackburn they've got enough points to keep them safe but they're going to have one eye behind them rather than one eye in front looking yeah. at those playoff places. It's a, it's a bit dead and uh honestly not much to play for we say nothing to play for but this relatively speaking this team spent a fair bit of money in league one last yeah. season so do they want to finish as high as possible? I think so. Do they definitely want to finish above Wigan? 100%. Because Wigan obviously beat them to the title last season. They want to They want to finish as high as they can. And, you know, they're going to have one eye behind them because of the teams that have dropped. And they haven't, they've not won one game in nine, and that was against Wigan. Yeah. So they've got a pretty tough schedule from here on out. You know, they've got Derby, Forest. Um, Bolton's probably, you know, if you wanted to be really negative about Blackburn, you could say the only win they pick up in their next game is Bolton. Yeah. Um, next nine games or so is Bolton Football doesn't work like that they could easily come to Villa Park and put on a major show and and really upset the odds That's what I'm saying maybe they do have something to play for they've got pride to play for and they've got to vindicate the money they spent last season And in terms of their finish this season and the championship they want to finish as high as possible to say look we spent that money for good reason if they continue dropping what has that proved? they they spent a record amount. They made a record loss in League One. Yeah. And if they were to finish one place above the relegation zone, if they were to completely tank now, it'd be pretty poor. It'd be upsetting, yeah. and for fans and owners especially because they've they lost a lot of money, brought in some good players to finish that low. It's, it'd be embarrassing. If imagine if Rotherham were to jump out of the relegation zone, having spent nothing, and finish above Blackburn. Pfft embarrassing the thing is obviously we can sit here and say they've got nothing to play for but yeah. about,
0: six weeks ago we were saying the same about us and look where we find ourselves now so it could be one of those things that I, I don't think they're going to no. that they will end up either in the in the bottom three or the top six but like you say play for pride keep playing play for the fans and, and do yeah. do as best you can and financially the, the league standings do matter and I mean no no team I would imagine is going to sort of sit down and, and roll over no. and not do anything because oh, well we're not going down so we'll just
1: sort of give up football doesn't work like that um, i mean you got players again we go to bradley Dack, who want to show off who want yeah, to look yeah, good yeah. in this league i've got something to prove he's 25 now i think he's just a tiny bit younger than me yeah <laughs> recently happy birthday <laughs> he looks a lot older he does look a lot older than me i will say that yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so this is a question from matt collins he says if abraham is out who plays obviously abraham withdrew from the 21 squad for yeah. uh, england Personally, I'll go for Davis as he's much more suited to the way we play. A case for starting Codger wide ahead of Green to ensure that we still have a sufficient goal threat. Is that something that you potentially see if Abraham
1: is ruled out? Obviously, at this stage, we don't know whether that yeah. is true or not. Well, Codger and Davis come on against Middlesbrough, so there is the case that either will, or will play in the team. I don't think Abraham will be out, but the question is if, right? So, honestly, I think Keenan Davis, because As much as I like Jonathan Codja, he's probably up for the chop at the end of the season, just wage things, age things. And Keenan Davis is one who's clearly going to be here, hopefully barring any injuries. So I think if we're looking at with one eye on next season, Dean Smith said you're keeping one eye. You know, we're looking at the the Premier League and the Championship. We do, we would have to start Keenan Davis, in my opinion stocking davis because he's he's not bad it's not like a massive downgrade is it it's not like no. you're jumping off, falling off a cliff is it he's not as good as goal scorers, as tammy Overham no. obviously is but like uh, matt said i think it
0: was matt he's most suited to the way that we already play that he's, he's a big tall yeah. guy basically and that <laughs> he'll he'll run with the ball and hold it up and stuff whereas codger has never really done it as a lone forward yeah so do you play him out wide over green i don't know well, i t- prefer green to just keep playing to be honest i think he deserves a, a run of games rather than yeah. sticking cards in in case Davis isn't prolific yeah. enough
1: we get something different with Keenan Davis because he's he's good on the ball he's a good dribbler he can lay the ball off he'll sit deeper and maybe he'll be better at that than Tammy we don't yeah. really know because we, we we haven't seen Davis in a long time so it'd be hard to judge him off you know, last season and even two seasons ago because he showed quality there but yeah it's a pretty hard question to be honest um, we've only got two choices yeah, but well, I'm finding it really hard to pick between them. Here's another question that I think is probably, I think, is an easier question. This is from Mr.
0: Fraz. Good, Mr. Fraz. good name. Do we drop Taylor and start Twins AB and move House straight
1: over to right back, or keep it how it has been the last few games and start Axel on the bench? Start Axel on the bench. Um, big injury. His quality. A lot of people forget how quality is, but I think you start him on the bench because we've been playing, you got to play that hot hand, you know, like, you got to play the best players who have been playing well, and that's the house but, and
0: things. But Grealish has been out for a long time, Devils Africa, and he came straight back into the side as captain, so is it case okay to say, oh, yeah, just because he's been out for a long time, he's a,
1: he's a quality player, bring him straight back in? But we were clearly struggling without him, that's that's the difference, is that there was an open vacancy for Jack Grealish, where the doors are kind of closed now. Um, it's a shame, because you, you have these, these conversations, Bay and Chester are probably among the two best championship centre-backs yeah. in the league um, of course so it's a, it's tough and to be honest you know if I was James Chester and, and even Axel it'd be like how do you even you'd have to wait for Villa to do bad and you don't want Villa to yeah. do bad so it's, it's a it's a hard question but there's a, also the option of a back three because I don't want to go on at length on the one question right but we have played a back three it's a situational back three because you see Horahan and Whelan dropping yeah. don't you yeah, yeah. so maybe you lock that into the formation instead and play a back three I don't know
0: I think the question words it wrong that they've put Tzanzai to right back over yeah. Elmer. I think it would be Hawes to left back and Axel in with, in with Mings. Yeah, cuz Mings is
1: left-footed. Is right? that is yeah. that a
0: better option instead of putting Tzanzai to right back and keeping the defence the same? Tzanzai be into the centre
1: and House to left back, Elmer right back. Yeah, but I think that's the right way to look at it and we'll, def- Still no. we'll definitely look at Transa be moving to full back when James Chester's fit and ready, I think.
0: Okay. So what would your, f- if it was, we're going <laughs> off on tra- one. Track this one I'm just, yeah, No, I'm just thinking, like. So, say if the whole, every defender is fit, what would your back four be then, or
1: back five? Honestly, and I don't care how it affects the rest of the team, I'm just focusing on yeah, this yeah, back yeah, five right. Yeah. I don't care about midfield or striking. House, yeah. left back, Chester in the centre, Mings yeah. on the left, Twanzerby on the right, and Almo on full back. So you got back three. Yeah. Yeah. With wing-backs of horse and yeah, wing Elmer. Horse wing-backs of Hawes and Elmer.
0: Could a horse play wing-back?
1: Yeah, I don't care. He's going there.
0: This question's from Dizzy Easy. Ooh, another, another good name. Another uh, good name. Solid one. Uh, nice, easy question. Who do you think
1: will be the midfield through? Was <laughs> that not an easy question? It is. It's, it's easy, but, like, I don't want to leave Glenn Whelan out because you have this attachment to him now, don't you? Because of the story, how he was poor last season, or poor last season, and now he's all right and now everyone loves him. But he's going to lose that because Conor Horan just looked so good in the international break. It's even in the match when he wasn't banging in a free kick, he looked all right. Glenn Whelan played, I don't know how, how long he played last night. Yeah, but he's all but right. he played, so
0: right? he's played midweek and, and then again, potentially Saturday. So is, is he a logical option to drop because he's the older player? He's just played midweek. Mm. Conor Horan obviously missed the last game as yeah. well because of, of having, a, having a little one. Does he come straight back in and
1: that's the midfield three, Grealish... Horan and McGinn forgot the other one then (laughs) yeah Grealish Horan and McGinn Uh, McGinn's a tough one because there's a lot of talk about people saying no he's not even not a tough one he's not a tough one at all but people are saying because he had a bad international break do you you know does that affect his momentum I don't I don't think so I think you put him in and if he is bad you take him off it's that simple And I don't think he will be bad, because he's John McGinn. So we've covered all the
0: questions that I wanted to do, bar one. Sort of in our general chat at the beginning, people have asked sort of things like, who would you play up top, and we've already covered stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Final question, which is more sort of playoffs related. Christopher Franklin says, How many points do you think are needed to make top six this season? Traditionally, 75 is the benchmark for sixth, but it's looking like less will probably be needed this year.
1: Yeah, I think less will be needed, but that's just because of how stodgy it's going to get up here. I think Middlesbrough. Because it's so competitive. Yeah, yeah, and you have got you I mean Middlesbrough are really going to be fighting too for now to hold on now because they've been, you know, they really showed up by Villa. For I mean, I, I don't know, upsetting, but for who they are, really, they come and they didn't want to win. And I think if you're top six, you don't care who you versus. You know, you're going to go for the win every time. They didn't come for the win at all, and it, it really showed. Um, so I think you know if you're Bristol City, City you're licking your lips and going for them. And, you know taking down anyone in front of you to get that spot because yeah. i don't think i think villa can hold on to it and you've got to worry if you're middlesbrough uh, i you know west brom i think a fourth yeah. yeah of course they're fourth um i don't see them kind of dropping out if they're if they're going to drop they're going to drop to you know fifth yeah they're not going out but they're still i would say if you want if you're villa fans we're locking villa in right and not caring about the rest but if there's still one place up for grabs yeah. there's definitely one place up for grabs so there's definitely points dropping all over the place it is going to be harder I think 75 might you want to, you want to aim I think if you're Villa players you want to aim for top two you're not probably going to get it right no, it's okay. going to be really really difficult it's you know you're talking minuscule chance top two is between three teams I think yeah
0: and and Villa are <laughs> not
1: in that question but you want to make a case for yourself to take advantage of the opportunity if it's there. Yeah. Otherwise, it's hopeless. You may as well just dos for the rest of the season. I hope you get sick. If you're Villa players, you want to be aiming for that top two just in case. It's not happening. But if it happens, and things do happen in football, you want to be knocking on that door. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think 75 points will be enough. But I wouldn't want Villa to stop. I want to absolutely carry yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Think to sit here and sort of talk about top two when we've only just
0: yeah. made it in top six he's going to make us well make you look similar because <laughs> i'm not I'm saying not, that I'm not talking <laughs> about top two i'm saying
1: would you prefer villa players to settle now no, or kick mean. on
0: i know what you mean because it should just but be there's someone
1: in the comments going oh top two we're not making it i've just said we're not making no, it <laughs> it should be that we want to win as many
0: games as yeah. we can and then just see what happens because you talk about if uh we are in the stick then we've Bristol's the sort of games yeah. in hand but we're, we're, we're the ones with the points on the board just because they've got a game in hand they've, they've yeah. got to win it and they're under pressure now that we're the ones who are saying sixth and just yeah. because if Bristol do make it like you said that doesn't mean necessarily that we'll drop out Middlesbrough could drop out they're the team that are out of form in that top six yeah. so it could be a case that if Bristol make it that could be at the expense of Middlesbrough and not Villa currently because we're the ones in sixth but yeah. it is only doors to get carried away because yeah. we've been in there for one game we're there going oh yeah we're going to make it but obviously as to sit here as a Villa channel and Villa fans, we want to go, yeah, of course we're going to make it. We've got some very winnable games for, for yeah. the rest of the season. I think we've got uh, obviously Blackburn, Rotherham have we got still as well. Yeah, uh, Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield is, is massively you know, in, it's not in, going in to be easy Sheffield Wednesday because of the, the Bruce factor and stuff. The but, but then you've got say, you've got teams like Norwich and Leeds, last last two games of the season as well. And if, if they they finished us top two by then, and that's already sorted, yeah. Again, that's another factor of... Because uh, you're looking at somebody like Ipswich at the moment and going, oh, they've got... they're, they're down. But they've taken some, some points off people yeah. recently. I think Bristol are now being dropped points to Ipswich. Yeah. And that was a team that you'd be going, oh, yeah, Ipswich will batter them. That's three points guaranteed. And it doesn't work like that. In the other sense, that if Norwich have won the league by the time they come and play us we might beat them, and that's the three points that you traditionally wouldn't expect us to get because, oh, it's Norwich and they're, they're so good. So there's lots of things
1: can change and happen yet, and hopefully we do enough to stay that, that Villa end up in the top six. I think what we should be thinking about is, regardless of what the outcome of this season, if Villa finished seventh, so be it, last month we had, no, we had nothing yeah. to play for, and this month we've made a massive shout for the playoffs, a massive shout. And I mean, yeah we should not be thinking about top 2 we shouldn't be going oh i feel don't get automatically promoted that's a massive disappointment we're in the conversation now where we're looking at not sixth but fifth yeah <laughs> and then you know in a month's time we might be looking at fourth who knows um but right now let's not get car- carried away let's support villa because i think they've made they've made a massive massive improvement i think that is something to shout and scream about the fact that we've kind of turned the tables on the chances the betting odds everything we've we've made a case for ourselves again and that's the most important
2: thing that we've made the case for ourselves <laughs> What do you mean? You've done a match preview and you haven't done predictions? What is this? Amateur hour? I know you're with James Rushton and he's not a professional, but mate, that's the basics. You've got to get a a match prediction done. Alright, I'll do it now. Looking forward to the game on Saturday as ever when we're on good form. Obviously, you look forward to going to Villa Park more when you're doing well. I think the international break probably did come at a good time in some ways because I think it allowed people like Greenwich to rest up but in some ways as well when you're on a good run the last thing you need is two weeks off playing together but as it's a home game and generally we've been good at home this season I'm pretty confident. I think Blackburn will be a tough task. I think in their first season back in the Championship I think Tony Moeby's done a really, really good job there and they'll be disappointed that they've fallen away a little bit because they were in contention for the top six at one stage. Brady Dax a good player and Graham up front as well as a good player at this level and they've done well this season as I say but I think we'll be too strong for them on Saturday. Selection wise I think Horahan will come back in after missing the last game. Obviously he'll be buzzing, he scored for Ireland in the week and I think on their day that midfield three of Horahan, McGinn and Grealish I think that will be too much for Blackburn I don't think we'll romp it I, I fancy us to beat Middlesbrough well and we did but Blackburn I think could be a, be a tighter game perhaps even see us go behind or at level for long stages of the game but I think we'll come out on top winning 2-1 I'm going to go with goals from Tammy Abraham and from the hero that is Tyrone Mings with Bradley Dack scoring for Blackburn fingers crossed we can keep this good run going because we are unplayable at times at the moment and obviously the games are running out we need to keep winning to make sure we guarantee ourselves top six Personally, I think if we shoot for fifth and we end up with six, that's a really, really good outcome for us. But in our hands now, we're in the top six as it stands. We've got the results that are needed to get us there thus far. Let's hope we can continue with it on Saturday up the villa.
0: James, thanks for joining me to speak about Blackburn. This, I think this, this is the first place that we filmed a video together in for a preview yeah, earlier this yeah. season for Rotherham, was it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Good so, um, yeah, actually filming in the, the city centre. Yeah. I think people, there's certain clubs out there who don't think that we, we uh, sit or speak or drink or talk in the city centre, but here we are outside Birmingham City. University and um, this is the first place we did the preview as you said it's a uh, nicer weather today it was sunny last yeah, yeah. time but it was freezing and yeah, yeah. Um, but this is a uh, pretty mild pretty chilled out so yeah good to be here and uh, thanks for having me we actually talked about the club as well Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, we
1: preview that. we actually yeah. talked about the game what is going on uh, if you enjoyed this video leave a like on it all that
0: usual stuff that we asked for subscribe to the channel etc etc you know the drill by now a few things to plug. The podcast came out yesterday at the time of recording. That's now on Spotify as well, along with all the episodes that we've done so far. A couple of extra things to plug. We've got fan cams coming after Saturday's game. Dan and I will be there outside the whole end. James, no need for you to, to come with me this time. Um, so hopefully, we'll be talking about three points for Aston Villa and five wins in a row. One more plug. Uh, Dan and I are recording a QA on the weekend. Um, me and Max did one for his channel a few weeks ago, and we thought we'd basically steal that idea and do one of our own as a, an extra piece of content if you want to get involved in that Q&A you can leave some questions in the comments box below I'll read them all and, and pick the good ones basically ask us about Villa, football, life, videos I don't know anything you want ask us anything we don't care we'll, we'll answer whatever you bring uh, also keep an eye out on social media for all that sort of stuff as well if you don't want to get involved on YouTube or if you listen to this on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify this is on iTunes and Spotify as well because it's a preview
1: I was thinking
0: of a question. So this this video will be audio only. So if you're on one of those platforms, you can go you can go over to our Twitter and get involved there and stuff as well. Lots of plugs, lots of things to do. This outro is probably longer than the main video, but uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Enjoy the game if you go on Saturday and up the villa. Up the the
2: villa. (laughs) Sports social podcast network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?